my guys at with Neely? Where you guys at? You guys are doing a heck of a job, man. Thanks, Coach. Keep the fire burners, but I watch you guys. So, you know, you guys are doing a heck of a job. Keep up the, keep up the good work. And uh, I suppose I'll have you guys come and watch practice with Neely one day, by the way. Because he asked me, but I couldn't do it day one. Okay, so I got you. Appreciate you. I got you covered. Anybody else? Buff Nation! Let's fucking go! <laughs> what a day, man. Wow. Unreal, bro. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake and RK. I What a day. All-time day, man. <laughs> All-time day. Um, honestly, huge shout-out to Neely. Yes. To our guy, Uncle Neely. Um, and of course, a huge shout out to coach prime, uh, for showing us some love today. You know, I was talking to someone before we came on air and it's obviously so incredibly magnified when it comes from the greatest cornerback of all time, first ballot hall of famer, the legend that is coach prime, but I've just never had any coach of any team ever tell me we were doing a good job. You know, like they never pay attention really to what we're ever doing so if it was any coach who said that it would have been an incredible moment right um coming from coach prime it's about a thousand times as cool but uh that was uh, that was really special and so many of you guys have uh you know been tweeting at us and i've seen it in the comments i yeah. saw it in the comments of of our coach prime presser <laughs> just thank you to everyone showing us the love we really 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 appreciate it and um yeah what a day been amazing, man. Um, I I just love being able to go up there. Love being able to cover this team. The fact that we have Coach Prime and we're able to have this incredible access along with Neely, it's just been what, what Coach would say. It's a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. And what's what's cool about it to me, and I, we can all stop patting our backs after this, Okay. <laughs> um, is that this all happened organically. Yes. Um, we organically, you know, we saw... Neely at the first press conference, we went up and introduced ourselves. Uh, we went and, you know, kind of opened up a relationship with him, went out, did the show with him, and the chemistry was, like, off the charts. The very first show we ever sat down with him, the most we had ever talked with him, more than a couple minutes. Uh, and, you know, we built, like, a, a real friendship. Yes. More than anything. Yeah. Uh, with, with Neely. And so, you know, on top of that, we we just been doing what we do. You know what I mean? Like... This is how we like to cover teams. This is how right. we like to talk about Colorado football. We're really passionate about it. Uh, you know, I obviously say it a million times, like Colorado football is my first love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to get recognized for doing what you're passionate about is a, is a really cool thing to happen. That's amazing. And just to build on that one more time, Neely's just been, as you said, he's became a friend. More than really. anything. Like, I mean, we love working with him and stuff, but... Uh, when we were here last time he was here and we were just hanging out for like three hours before the show, just chatting about everything. The group chat of the three of us is popping off every day. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. Um, let's do some more of it as we move forward this season. Amen. Amen. All right. What's up chat. Let's talk about what happened today. A lot happened today. Mm -hmm. First off, but we talked to coach prime again. Yes, we did. And he (laughs) was coach prime. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, I'm never saying rare form. He was like you yes. said. He was he was himself. Yep. Uh, and it's that's a beautiful thing uh, when it comes to a press conference. It's unlike anything else. Uh, a lot of people 
come into it like it's a regular press conference. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it uh, doesn't always work out for him, but uh, it's it's always great to hear from him. And, and today was no different. No, it was, uh, I mean, 20 minutes, I guess. It flew by for me, though, at yep. least. Uh, we had to listen to the press conference again in the car just to like kind of remember what actually happened. Totally, because not only uh, did we talk to Coach Prime, but right afterwards we talked to Shador, and right after that we talked to Travis. We got our first opportunity in a press conference setting with Shiloh. I know. And then, as you'll see in the second segment and beyond, we were able to get a bunch of one-on-one -on -one interviews with different guys on the team. So keep an eye out for that. But it was just like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. So we got back in the car. We're like, we need to re-listen to that. Yeah. Well, it was the first thing that happened because we had Shador, Travis, and Shiloh right after. Then we spent 45 minutes talking to other guys. So it was all a blur. Uh, let's start from the top, though. Uh, Coach Prime singled some guys out in a very good way. Xavier Weaver, Dylan Edwards, and Shane Cox um, as players who have stood out to him above, you asked this question, above Shador and Travis. Yep. And then he mentioned not above, but in addition to right. Um, and then he mentioned the specialists. Says he thinks we have some of the best specialists in the nation. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and that was what I, you know, that that was like the one little tidbit I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the specialists, but we know a lot of the guys who are standing out and have been great. Um, and to hear that was like a new tidbit. We haven't heard anything about them. We haven't talked to their coach. Um, it's been very quiet on the specialist front. So like that was something I was hoping we might get something new and that was it. Uh, specialists looking great, big competition between the kickers. Mm -hmm. And I actually think all of them are in it. Yeah. You know, obviously Mata, uh, the most fanfare, Jace Feely, you know, uh, with his name and being part of the transfer class gets a little bit, but also Cristiano Palazzo. I think he's in the mix. Yes. Uh, so the fact that they got a shout out from Coach Prime today also pretty cool. Yep, um, he talked about the skill guys again. Gushed about the wide receivers. Also said about the running backs. We have a plethora of backs who can get the job done. We talk about the running backs every week, almost every day, and how deep that team is or that uh, position room is. Coach Prime, sure, I think so as well. And then we got some uh, great intel on Cormani McLean. Yes. Uh, Coach said he's coming along slowly but surely, emphasized slowly but surely. He said he's just got to make the emotional, mental, and psychological transitions from high school to college. Um, and then when speaking about the secondary, he said, I have a tremendous expectations for our cornerbacks. Then he said someone needs to join Travis. Yep. Cormani's working with the second team still. Yeah, and, and let's start with Cormani because I saw someone in our comments yesterday say something along the lines of like, why are you guys beating around the bush that Cormani has been a disappointment? He hasn't. No. Uh, and we got to understand, man, he's a kid. Yes, he just showed up. Like, I, I don't mean that in a demeaning way by any stretch of the mind. He just got here. He was just in high school a few weeks ago. Not everyone um, develops at the same rate. So Cormani, for me, when you get a, a highly rated freshman like that, the worst thing you can do is expect them to be him the second that they set foot on campus. Right. It's not fair to those guys. Everyone needs a chance to settle in and, and get their feet underneath them. So I know the expectations are high, and I know it would obviously be amazing for 
if Coach Prime went up there and said, yeah, there's not a wide receiver on the team that can get open against him today, that would be amazing. Right. But it's not. And, and you have to give these guys a chance. I mean, we're not even halfway through camp, Jake. He just got here. So what you want to see is development. Coach Prime said it. He's coming along slowly but surely. And I think, you know, it's only fair to Cormani to give him the benefit of the doubt in terms of giving him a chance to grow. He's got to mm -hmm. have a chance to grow. Now, I also was having a conversation with someone today, and I said, all of this stuff, all of the technical stuff that you expect from a corner at this level is important, and, and it's going to be what gets him to the NFL one day. I also think if you needed him to go out there and strap up against someone against TCU tonight, yeah, he could do it because, again, it's just natural for him, right? Yes. So he has that natural ability to the max. He's so long that he could even be out of position and still make a play on the ball. But let's make sure that we, we give Cormani McLean the opportunity to become a college student before we expect him to be an NFL player. Two things from two people who said things previously. Travis, when was he was last asked about Cormani, I think last week or whenever we spoke to him after practice, mentioned that it's going to be trial by fire. That's how Travis got acclimated last year at Jackson, and that's how Cormani's being treated right now. I mean, he's on the second team, but as Coach Prime said, he's going up against the ones. Like, he's going up against Travis. We see that in Well Off all the time. He's playing against Javon Antonio, Xavier Weaver. Like, he's literally trial by fire right now. So it's going to take a little time, and he. the other thing is what Coach Flea said about Ultimate Casco. They brought him here to be the guy. Same thing with Cormani McLean. They brought him here to be the guy. Absolutely. He is going to be out there and start next to Travis Hunter. It just may take a little bit of time, and that's okay because, as we just said, he just got here. He just got here, man. The flip side of this is that's a great opportunity for these other guys. Um, you know, Amarian Cooper. Mm -hmm. Jaquez. Um, Jaquez Robinson. Um, you know, you go down the list. Um, Carter Stoutmeyer. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for all of these guys to earn Coach Prime's trust, to be that guy, um, at least vying for to be the spot next to Travis. Coach Prime said it. Someone's mm -hmm. got to step up next to Travis. At that That's a signal to every player on this roster at that position. It's yours for the taking. Show me something. Yep. And, uh, and I've actually been impressed with some of those younger guys. Even Carter Stoutmeyer, I've been really impressed with. Did you see the rep Israel Solomon had yesterday in Yeah, He's like 46 or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally, I saw that rep and I went straight to the roster. I was like, is this who, who is I think it that? is? Yeah. And it was him. That, that's funny because I did the similar thing. I just didn't do the, uh, the extra work. Uh -huh. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure that's Israel Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was either him or uh, Namir Robinson. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we got? Um, finally, I got to ask Coach about Shiloh and just what he's bringing to this team. And, I mean, it, it's a son, of course, but he just talked him up. And, again, I think the addition of Shiloh does so much, not only just for the defense and on the field, but the spirit of this team, the competitive nature of this team, um, and just, like, instilling some mental toughness in the team while they work through these dog days of summer and fall uh, to, you know, get ready for the actual season. Yes. Um Wow, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, Shiloh. Um, I think people really misunderstand the relationship between Shiloh and Coach Prime mm -hmm. uh, from, from outsiders, you know, because they see the clips of, you know, Coach 
giving Shiloh shit in reverse, and, and, right. you know, and and vice versa. Um, but did you hear the reverence that Shiloh spoke about Coach Prime with? Mm-hmm. Um, the you know it, he likes to play around. I think uh, from a family perspective, and you know everyone's got got to have that person in their family, and it's hilarious when it happens. But Shiloh has a incredible amount of respect for Coach Prime, and that was I felt very evident uh, in the way that he talked about him today. Um, and I think it it goes the other way. You know, Coach Prime is really hard on Shiloh. He's the oldest son. Oh, uh-huh. uh, well, actually, second. Right. But you know, he's one of the older sons. He expects a lot of him. You know, I think he presses him because he th- he knows he can be great, um, and. You heard the way that he talked about him today. He was loving him up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, remember the last time we were in that room with Coach Prime, actually two times ago, is when he was, you know, making the joke uh, about how he left him back in Jackson. Right. You know, and that's <laughs> yeah. when today he was really showing him the love. Said yes. he's a dog. Said, you know, he's taking this very, very seriously. Uh, and it's great that Coach Prime said that because that is the number one thing I have heard from people who've been close to it is Shiloh is taking this really seriously. Yeah. I think even people who just met him when he got here, mm-hmm. who may have been on the team before he got here, kind of thought like, oh, yeah, he's like a, you know, he, he's a bit of a goofball. Right. And then he got here and immediately got to work. And, you know, he said uh, in one of those videos, I think it was his video, like, I'm trying to ask Coach Kelly exactly what he wants from me and putting in the work to make sure I can deliver that exactly because I'll never get yelled at if I do that. And you can tell that Shiloh has attacked this with uh, a, with a lot of vigor. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that he is, in my opinion, going to be starting for this team at safety. For sure. And then we learned today also, while he's a graduate transfer, two years of eligibility. Yes. And we, we kind of debated that the other day. The chat was saying two. And we we're like, yep. okay, we got to look into that. that. That would be amazing if there was two. Yep. Uh, and and. There we go. We got the updated eligibility. Two years for Shiloh, which is awesome. Um, Continuing with Coach Prime's presser, he was asked about which position groups have improved the most from the spring to now, and he said every position group has made leaps and bounds since then. And, I mean, it's easy to see, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, they just upgraded the talent. Right. All around. But, you know, it's a – Coach. I think Coach Prime really believes in this roster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was evident last week when he said, we're going to win 10 times. Yep. Um, Coach Prime again addressed the roster overhaul, said, I know it was a huge overall overhaul, but it had to be done. Um, and then he gave yep. some. And he was kind of asked, I think, about like the difficulty or whatever. And he had a really interesting quote about some of the players that aren't here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's true of all of them. But he said, yeah, it's hard when, as a coach, when you have guys uh, who don't love the game, right, and you you know you look at them and you see, I think he described it as dead eyes, uh, just kind of staring at you, rather than those guys who are just like trying to absorb every single thing that you say because they want to get better and they want to get to the league. Um, and I honestly think the quality of the team last year might have been uh, something that affected those dead eyes. Sure, but he said it was really difficult. Uh, to to kind of deal with that and and I think that was nice to hear uh, just about you know it's not 
just like um, names on a sheet of paper and you just cross them off one mm-hmm. by one. Like you got to talk to these kids and, and yeah. let them know what's up. And that's not always easy. Right. Um, Coach Prime then was asked about what game day is going to be like in terms of the coaches. Mm-hmm. Fascinating answer. Fascinating question, honestly. Yeah. Um, we learned both coordinators are going to be down on the field. Yep. Um, I believe Coach Sal, I think, is up, up. in the booth. Yep. Uh, I think he said Coach Brett up yep. in the booth as well. Yep. Analysts on the field, which I thought was interesting, right? Yes. Yes. Um, that I, one really surprised me. Yes. Like, I and, you know, I'm sure there's different things that go into but, like, Pat Shermer, you think, would be one of the ones you want up. Well, I think he – what if he's, like, assistant head coaching kind of? And that's what I was thinking is – Think about the guys who we mentioned who are going to be on the field. Sean Lewis, that's sometimes like, offensive coordinator, sometimes a candidate to be up. Well, he was a head coach, mm-hmm. so he's used to being on the field now. Pat Shermer, same thing. He was a head coach right. uh, in in the NFL, so maybe he likes the view from the field a little better. Um, and and I, I was thinking about that. Obviously, from an offensive perspective, you need to have someone in the booth that you really trust mm-hmm. to tell you what, what it looks like from up there. Right. So... That makes me uh, excited about the relationship between Coach Bartoloni and Co- Coach Lewis. Yes. I think that's going to be his eyes. As Coach Lewis is going to count a lot on Coach Bartoloni to say, hey, what's it looking like from up there? Is there anything you know that you're noticing? And there you go, an offensive coordinator with that level of experience up there to help you and, and you know to tell, tell you what you're seeing. Right. Um, and it's just something we were talking about earlier today before the whole thing. Coach sees everything, and he's thought through everything. So all these game day scenarios and stuff, he's thought through, I'm sure, where each coach is best mm-hmm. served. He's probably spoken to each coach, figured out where they're more, most comfortable, uh, just figuring out what the team needs because of the you know, hierarchy of who's coordinators, who's position coaches, who's analysts. Um, the guy just has his fingerprints all over this team. And if there was any doubt about his ability to not only just coach, but like lead this team or manage all the little aspects of it, yep. there should be none anymore. Well, and Cullen points out the analysts can't have contacts with the players during game. They actually can't have contact with the players ever, which is kind of weird. But that's what I'm saying. On If he's on the field, he could talk directly to Coach Prime. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect that as much as I think maybe he'll be talking directly to Sean Lewis. Sure. Um, just having, uh, you know, when you're a coach in the heat of the game, bro, It, I obviously haven't expected experience it but there is so much going through your mind yeah you are constantly thinking and what we see sometimes a lot of times with first-time head coaches especially in the nfl we've seen it up close and personal with nathaniel hackett and vance joseph uh, as broncos coaches is sometimes there could be a little much going on vic fangio too yeah totally and you see it with, with a lot of those younger coaches i think that this coaching staff is really well prepared and they're going to be super locked in. Like, I have no worries about Coach Prime being able to process everything that that he's going to need to process during games and has done, of course, at a high level already. Um, but you might just miss a little something. Like, Sean Lewis might just miss a little something. And, uh, you know, Pat Shermer is in his ear saying, hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but that corner's limping around a little bit right. on the far side of the field. Whatever, like, those little – an eye for little things like that, hey – you know the safety's coming down a little low and he's buzzing let's try and get one over his head like all of that stuff um is just super valuable so you get guys who know this at the highest level in the ears of the coaches during the games or even 
hey, don't speak unless spoken to. Right. Maybe you turn around and you say, hey, what do you think of this? And you just have a, sec- a sounding board to bounce something off. Yep. Of. Um, Coach Prime read this during the press conference, but it's some pretty incredible stats. We talk about this coaching staff and how good they are, how experienced they are. Here's some raw numbers for you. Uh, the 10 full-time assistant coaches have combined to coach 200 seasons of experience. They've coached in over 2,000 games, winning more than 1,200 of them. They have 37 10-win seasons. Um, they have combined for 88 bowl game appearances, uh, 40 conference championships, 29 playoff appearances, and six national championships. Unreal. We've talked a lot about this coaching staff but the numbers are special so shout out to our guy curtis yep uh for providing those numbers to us and to coach prime uh, who also gave a shout out to him um yeah i'm so impressed with the coaching staff and you know i've talked about this before but that to me was one of the first signs that the narrative out there that coach prime is all about himself and he's it's all about his ego was totally wrong. Yep. Um, because he searched high and low to find the best people to join his staff because for him, it's all about winning. Mm-hmm. It's not about who gets the credit or anything like that. It's just let's win football games. Yep. Uh, and, and he went out and assembled the best staff that I think he could have. Um, how about the question uh, to Coach Prime about, well, you can't, I know you can't see everything. So the, co- the coordinators, it's like, how many times they just walk into it sometimes i know bro. coach Rob's like yes i can yes i can yes <laughs> yeah. i can i can't see everything uh real quick what was the over under on them calling him dion uh, it was we, point actually, five. we didn't get that we, it was 0.5 in the under hit yeah we but we did get a coach sanders i don't remember that but it wasn't a i don't think it was addressing him it was talking to shiloh or something oh right um something something coach sanders and i was like oh nope I think everyone uh, came a little bit more prepared today, though, which was nice. Yeah. You know, that's the funny thing about this is when coaches don't take shit from the media uh, and don't allow bad questions to be asked, it gives the media no choice but to try and ask better questions. Yep. Uh, and I've talked about this from the first press conference we went to. I was like, man, I felt really on my toes. Like, I don't want to misspeak. I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't want to lead a question in a way that makes it too easy to just bounce it off. So, you know, Coach Prime expects the best from everyone, including Mm -hmm. the media. If you come with a weak question, you're going to get bounced. Yep. Uh, And I I noticed a a slight upgrade today. I think you're right. We said yesterday was going to be the worst one yet. Not the case. uh, Slowly but surely. I think uh, people are a little bit more on their toes. Hopefully. Hopefully this becomes a, a trend mm-hmm. and isn't just a one-off. Uh, shout out to the American Raptors at Infinity Park. The 2023 Rugby Town Sevens Tournament will take place at Infinity Park from Friday, August 25th through Sunday, August 27th. We'll have 20 teams from all over the world competing for a $10,000 grand prize. Uh, tournament consists of 62 uh, looks like team, or games over the course of three days. Tickets are just 10 bucks, and it's $20 for a weekend pass. Kids 12 and under are free. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. Again, Rugby Town 7 tickets. Rugby Town 7's tickets start at just $10. Visit AmericanRaptors.com to learn more. 
And shout out to Kind Love. Let me just tell you, those rugby matches are a great way to spend a day. I Okay, I'm glad you said this because I was going to say it during the read. Not read, I'm vouching hard for the rugby, the game of rugby. Yes. It is a ton of fun. If you're looking for something to ro- watch and the Rugby Sevens come on, turn it on. If you love football, you're watching this show, I guarantee you, you will at least be intrigued by what's going on on the rugby field. Oh, yeah. I mean... You want to talk about dogs? Yes. <laughs> Dude, those guys are they're def you have to be a little bit insane. Yeah. Uh, to want to play rugby. And you go out to Glendale, beautiful facility out there. Great way to spend a day. They've got a bar. Mm-hmm. Like go hang out in the sun, watch some rugby, watch guys just absolutely like obliterate each other. Right. And uh, and get drunk. Um, I was gonna say after you leave Infinity Park, you could go hit up our friends at Kind Love. You could. Uh, we're excited to be partnering with Kind Love. Um, Kind Love has me a turbo. Oh, uh, let's go a turbo car on set. Uh, kind Love is all about quality, integrity, consistency, consistency, variety, and safety. Uh, they're one of the first dispensaries opened in Colorado back in 2010. Uh, fully integrated seed to sale breeding process. Uh, check out their turbo line, man. You can get the turbo core inserts. These things are crazy. <laughs> they are pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, you can also get their turbo joint pre rolls. They got tons of stuff, man. Um, they got to get it while it's hot flower shelf. That's eighths for 20 bucks out the door and ounces for 100 bucks out the door. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DMVR and receive the DMVR exclusive discount with 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. You can also go to kindlove.com, use that code DMVR, and you can online order there and view their entire menu. Besides that turbo core, I also have a turbo joint with me at all times. <laughs> at so, all times. At all times. Let's go. Oh man, these things are crazy, dude. It's just a toothpick that you just slide yep. into your joint or cigarette, anything. Yep. And uh, yeah, I they're magic. I'm actually too scared to do it, but I've heard it's crazy. <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Shador also spoke today. Um, the players were much more quicker than Coach Prime was. I have one thing really quick. Okay. Um, if you want to be able to see Coach Prime live Ooh. Uh, and in prime form, we yeah. won't call it a rare form, we'll call it prime form, <laughs> um, you can do it. Um, Friday, August 25th, Jake, they're doing the CU Buffs kickoff luncheon. Uh, and... This is a chance to be in an intimate setting in a room with, you know, a bunch of diehard Buffs fans and Coach Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to speak directly to the fans. Uh, and you can be there. Uh, it's 100 bucks to go. A little bit more if you want to buy an enti- entire table. I'm trying to open up this link, but I just click on it and nothing happens. Uh, so I can't tell you exactly where it is right now. Um, but, oh, it's at the, it's at the indoor. Oh, there you go. That'll be fun. So you get to come up to Boulder, get to go in the indoor practice facility. You get to hang out with a bunch of Buffs fans. You get to get lunch. It's usually pretty good food. I've heard. And you get to see it, see Coach Prime up close and personal. Hell of an opportunity, man. So check it out. Uh, Just search CU Buffs football kickoff luncheon if you want to attend. Um, But I heard today that there's more tickets available. So check it out. There you go. Do you have a link that I can put in the description? I, I, maybe trying if, to click this link and nothing happens. It's off one, Google too. Like, if just, you get one, I'll, I'll throw it up in the description and find it later. Cool. All right. Uh, Shador spoke today as well. 
Uh, I asked him about kind of training with Cortland Sutton and getting that wide receiver's perspective. And um, one of the best thing, one of the things he's best at is accuracy and ball placement, right? And he talked about that when he talked about training with Cortland. So he's even refining that part of his game, which some may even say is the best part of his game, is his accuracy and, as Coach Kelly would say, hand talent. Yeah, man. Watch out. Watch out. Um, we didn't get to talk to Neely about practice today, but just talking to people uh, who have been around at practice and have seen a lot of quarterbacks at this school, mm-hmm. they are blown away by Shador. Um, as accurate, if not more accurate, than Coy Detmer was said. Mm-hmm. Um, as Almost as athletic as Cordell Stewart was said. I mean... They're building like the perfect Colorado quarterback here, um, so I know I, I know you guys hear it from us all the time. But the more people I talk to that actually get to watch him in practice, the more praise is heaped on to Shador Sanders. Well, and someone said this on the, his press conference from last week when he spoke after practice that Shador just looks happy, and that's a great sign. Yep. And you saw that again today. He is joking with Coach Prime before he walks on the podium. Even kind of throwing shots back at him as Coach Prime slowly leaves the room. Yep. Um, but he's just excited. Like he lights up when he's speaking about this team. Mentioned his receivers. He said, uh, "When we're in four wide, it's easy out there." That's. Yeah. I mean, put the Pac-12 on notice with that one, man. Yep. Yep. It's all. I just. I don't know how much longer I can stand waiting, Jake. <laughs> I just need to see this team play. You need to go into like cryo freeze or whatever for the next three weeks we need you here though i know that's basically what i'm doing sadly (laughs) going to a wedding way out of town um at the end of next week so i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna miss you guys i'm gonna have to like see how the wi-fi is out there for sure try and try and get myself on the show because i i'm gonna have a hard time (laughs) uh not being able to talk buffs every day for a while um travis also spoke you asked him about the Heisman loading caption that he put up um, and asked him what he needs to do to get to that point. Travis just being Travis says, just being myself. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, not trying to do anything other than what he does. Mm-hmm. What he does is dominate. Um, Travis is so, is so interesting um, because he just really is just all about ball. Yep. Uh, he doesn't, he's not really all that interested in like playing the game of the press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> I know I'm, I know we're different than a lot of media, but if Travis just said he didn't, doesn't want to do this anymore, I would be totally fine. Like, yeah. just let Travis go do what Travis does. He plays right. ball and he's really, really good at it. He also loves to fish and game a little bit, spend time with his girlfriend. If it's not something that he wants to do, I realize as famous as he is and has as big as he is he's gonna have to do it a little bit but right we can give travis a little break in my opinion no i I agree i mean the guy's just so focused on this season and it just appears that he doesn't have anything else to say until we strap it up for real and we're Mm -hmm. actually you know going against other teams instead of uh, your own team so he's just ready and it doesn't bother me from like where we're sitting no not at all i'm just like I wish he just didn't have to be here if he doesn't want to be here. Well, I mean, this is the beauty of the Coach Prime, what he does and everything. Coach Travis has his own YouTube channel. He's yep. featured on Well Off and Reach the People all the time. Yep. We, and we see, get to see his real personality there, which is so yes. awesome to see. Yeah, so we get to see Travis just enough, I think. So mm-hmm. if they wanted to give him a break and not put him out on the podium anymore, that's totally fine by me. 
Steven said, Travis is going to be super annoyed with having to go to the New York Athletic Club in December. <laughs> he, he may be there, man. Maybe there. Shiloh spoke. And I've been waiting for this. He delivered. Um, I asked him about Coach Kelly. Give us all the Shiloh. Yes. More. On the, you know, on the flip side of this, like Shiloh yeah. was incredible up yep. there. Uh, he rocked it too. Like yep. he was just completely within himself, uh, smiling, laughing. I asked him about Coach Kelly. Said he couldn't ask for a better coach. Um, he spoke about where the team is right now. Said, I feel like this group of guys we have now, we've got some real dogs. When we start to gel like we are right now, it's going to be something special. Hell yeah. He also called Charles Kelly the godfather of defense. Yes. Yep. That is a, <laughs> there's some real love between those two. Yep. Uh, and I love to see it, man. Um, the video the other day when Shiloh walks up to Coach Kelly and he's like, hey, who made that call just then? That's a game-winning call right there. Whoever made that call is the GOAT. Like, <laughs> I just loved it. And Charles Kelly's just, like, shaking his head, you know? Like, yep. um, but Slightly embarrassed. The rela- yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the relationship between those two seems to have really taken off, uh, and that's a beautiful thing uh, for this football team. Yeah. Um, he also said the calls he – I mean, just what you said, he's, the calls that make, he makes as a coordinator would put you in position to succeed. He just says you just need to do your job. Coach Kelly will kind of direct you. Uh, to the ball, really, and just doing great things. Getting yep. picks, uh, big hits. Breaking news, Shiloh still says he's the number one son. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He he had fun with that question. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and also, he mentioned the doubters. He did. Uh, and he he laughed about it. Yep. He's like, I don't know why, but apparently we have a bunch of doubters. Um, and you could tell, like, that almost excites him. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Yep. I love the mentality that he brings to the field every day. It's, you know, I think we make a lot of comparisons all the time. Um, and it's just a, a natural human reaction is you see something and you're like, oh, yeah, that's like something else I've seen. So you, you comp a lot. Right. Um, I actually don't think the way that Shallow acts on the field is all that comparable. There are traits of it mm-hmm. that add up with, you know, we use, Coach Prime used the word dog today. I asked Shiloh about being a dog. So you, you, you hear that word and then you start thinking of other guys that you apply that to. Um, but the kind of savviness that he does it with, the smile on his face that he does it with, um, the cleverness that he does with it, you know, he has, he certainly inherited uh, Coach Prime's ability to spit. Uh, and so when he gets talking, like he really gets rolling the, the, maybe the best comparison might be Dion Sanders. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, he's not, he's not very comparable in the way that he does it. And I, it might be my favorite thing on the team. Yep. It's, it's so unique. The team needed that. Um, as Neely said, he presses buttons, but he's not like over aggressive with it. You know what I mean? Like he's just a great teammate. Honestly, he really is. Um, and I can, I don't only imagine how much fun it'd be just playing next to him or just being in the same locker room as him. Amen. All right. Um, let's get to 500 likes today. Let's do it. Smash that, uh, thumbs up button. We're at 370. Hey, hey, actually, I'm sorry. I short sold us. Vel says, let's get to 700. Hell yeah. Vel, Vel's my guy. All right. We spoke to quite a few players today also. Yes. One-on-one. 
or two or on two one. on two. Yeah, two on two. <laughs> uh, two on two, as we're gonna show here. <laughs> I, w I wish we could have played pickleball like at a uh, Pac-12 media Pac day. Yep. But we got a lot of interviews. I I only wish we had more time. I know. Um, because the way it worked was after the press conferences, they just brought in a lot of the team and just said, have at it. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, we grabbed guys and, and brought them out onto the patio of Folsom to do some interviews for the show. Uh, and it's like this constant thing inside of your head is like, I don't want to cut this short because this is awesome. Mm -hmm. But also we only had about 45 total minutes. So uh, we, we got some great interviews, um, but I just left being like, if you would have given us seven hours, I would have done that for seven hours. Yep. Uh, so this first, this one that we're going to show, I think is my favorite. Yep. We spoke to, uh, well, I'll tell the story. We grabbed or we're waiting to grab Jordan Dominic most of the time that we had there. And he was always talking to someone else. He was playing with the camera and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think there's going to be a fun video coming out from CU Buff Social yep. because they just gave the players the camera and had them walking around. And Jordan Dominic was having a blast with it. <laughs> yes, he was. So we grab Jordan Dominic. Um, we go outside. We're just kind of chatting with him. We start talking. And then Tank walks by. He walks like going down the stairs. Jordan calls him up. And we did the interview with uh, JD and Tank. Yeah. Uh, you might actually see that in the video. Uh, I'm not That's sure exactly true. when it starts, but man, I was not, I don't know if the word is prepared or not ready. I, I was not expecting what we got, which was like the best pass rusher on the team, potentially the, you know, one of the best offensive, uh, linemen on the team. And they were, you could just tell the relationship that they have is really strong. We could have just stepped back. Yeah, we probably should have. And they could have just talked <laughs> for like probably 15 minutes. Yeah, we should have just let them have a conversation with the camera rolling. Yeah. Um, this was cool. So this is gets into football. It gets into the team building. Um, really cool interview. Really cool. Interview. All right, just Eric. Let's go. We've talked enough about it. No. Mr. Tank, where, where you going, good sir? I'm leaving. Are you leaving? Yeah, well, you should come over here and interview with us. Yeah, let's boy. see come you guys on, battle on, it out Tank. again. <laughs> this, this right here is the big old tackle that I go against every gosh darn day. This is every the day. sword that sharpens the other sword. Every yeah. day. Well, every not, day. Let's not waste any time. Oh, yeah. What's the score? What's the score? Right now, I think we're even. I'm going to be honest. Right now, honestly. I think I mean, we got a couple good ones today, but he beat me pretty good yesterday. Yes, he got me on today, though. So, like, you know, it's just an everyday back and forth thing. Competition breeds, you yeah. know, success. So, it all works really out. Fun. We were talking to Neely, and, and he told us, you know, he sees you out there on the field. Even if you get one of the defensive ends or the, the pass rushers, like, if you block them, you're telling them, hey, this is why I got you. Oh, yeah. That's that iron sharpens iron thing. How important is that for you guys? Oh, it's definitely important. Like just being able to see, okay, look, this is the move I give you. How are you going to defend it? We can just talk through it. How am I going to be able to work against a uh, tackle like him? So if he gives me a certain kind of set and I give him a certain kind of move, we can just work through it so we all know, hey, this is how you block it. This is how you get past it. This is, you know, it's just every day, every day we work and every day we getting better at something. Every day we're working different moves. We're working different techniques and, you know, just being able to see like the progress we've made from even before when we was in spring together all the way up to here is like crazy. Like if you go back and watch the film of like one-on-one -on -one reps from spring and then when I work now, it's like a completely different thing, you know? Yeah. And it's just like so intense, so engaging just to be able to see your progress as you work with somebody like Tank, you feel me? Or any of our O linemen and D linemen, you know, just being able to work with them and see exactly where we're going with it is like the progress is insane. Absolutely. 
you know, I, I really like learning like defensive side of the scheme because if I know their scheme, I know exactly what to do. And so I can mix up sets, I can figure out what I'm gonna do in practice. But after practice, I'll talk to you, coach, you know, any D lineman chance, you know, anything I can get off of D lineman. I understand if their right foot's back, their left foot's back, their hand pressure, anything I can see or spot pre-snap, I can see it, I'm gonna set that first. But then after I'm gonna talk to him a little bit and be like, I kind of saw what was gonna happen. I saw your inside move coming because you're in a wide tech trying to slant in with a little bit of slant. But I think learning different positions really helps me because I'm able to see different things from different perspectives. So again, like DNs inside, if I have a four tech, I need to learn more inside guys. So like we'll go against Payne, uh, Cokes, um, Chance, Taj, anybody like inside. I wanna see how they're setting up so I can see what I need to do. And so I think working with the defense really closely, like every day we go against each other and every day we get better. But I think working with defense off field or off script, like just working one-on-one -on -one with each other, gets me better every day. Do you guys like keep any secrets at all? Like, you're like I'm not gonna tell you how to beat me in practice. Like, no, 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 definitely. Like, like, the next day you gotta think, as soon as I tell you, hey, this is how you beat me in practice, I'm coming with a different move. Okay. So it's just more just adding more stuff to our bag, adding more to our arsenal. So if he gives me a wide set and I cut under one rep, he'll come back, give me a shorter set now, and I try to cut under and now he's got me. Now I gotta work a different move than what I was using before to get under him. You know, so it's just like being able to see, the, like I said, the progression of learning from him, each learning from each other. And there's no reason to keep secrets from each other. I mean, we on the same team, you know. So if I can teach him something, he can teach me something just to even get better. So when we go against competition, that's honestly as good as him or may not be as good as him or maybe better. It doesn't matter. Either way, I know I'm getting like the best competition work every single day. So that's how it is for us. We can see his size. Ryan's like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to. His arm, you know, trying to hold the camera. I'm there, get him in the shot. I've never seen Jake look so small next to him. <laughs> what sort of challenges does that size present for you? Oh, it's amazing. Like, you know, certain most tackles are around his size, maybe a little smaller. He's a pretty he's big a guy, you know. He's the tank, yeah. <laughs> literally nicknamed tank for a reason. So being able to go against him, and he moves really well for a big man too. Like you wouldn't expect somebody of his size to be able to set quick, get back, get more. Like it's crazy to me. And just being able to go against him every day, like seeing how he competes and how he plays and how he sets, I get to see so many different sets and so many different techniques that he shows me that when I look on film and I'm seeing, oh, Tank's doing the same technique, but he's doing it more technically sound. He's doing it more ferociously. He's doing it more physically, you know? So I'm able to go against him and him every day, just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. By the time we get to the game, it's gonna be like, okay, look, I've been dealing with Tank all week. I've been dealing with Reggie all week. I've been dealing with Savion all week. If I can go against them, I think I can go against anybody in the world. It don't even matter, NFL, NFL. <laughs> You know, NCAA, it don't matter. High school, I'll go out there and kick somebody butt. <laughs> High school's crazy. <laughs> On that same note, though, you're going up against a guy who notched a bunch of sacks in the SEC. How does that help you? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I love kind of just going against different competition and kind of getting, like, whatever happens. And I think that's a huge thing for the transfer portal. Like, we got so many good guys. We got so many edge rushers from so many different schools with so many different techniques. and different speeds, bulls, power, like whatever it is, like it's different. Like no matter what it is, I'm not gonna set JD the same as I'm gonna set Taj. I'm not gonna set Chance the same as I'm gonna set Cokes. I'm not gonna set uh, Bishop the same as I'm gonna set Payne. Like anybody, it, everybody's different. And it's like really crazy to see, but like, I did, I did peek y'all on film. Like when I heard the turnovers coming, <laughs> I, looked up, I looked up every D lineman and everyone I knew was coming. I was like, 
all right, let me like see what their college tape looks like, high school tape, whatever it was. And I kind of like looked at it. I'm like, all right, I got inside move on him. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that first rep. And I did, <laughs> I took it, but then I got beat. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I kind of just like learned and it's just constantly learning. Like Taj, JD, like everybody like that's here right now just wants to win and compete. And so it's such a fun experience learning from them. You guys, you guys both have like leadership roles on this team. I'm curious for you, what the difference has been like from the spring to now and for you just from last season to now. Yeah, um, last season I was kind of a quiet guy. I didn't really do anything. Um, I had to work my way into the first round or first team and kind of keep that spot. But I think after that I built enough confidence where this year I'm much more of a leader. I can finally like voice my opinions. I can voice what the coaches want into what players understand. Because sometimes not necessarily Every coach does it the same way, but I know a lot of coaches have different attitudes or different uh, language they use for different players and stuff like that. And so if someone's getting a little hot or someone's feeling a little down, like I can just be like, this is not what he meant. This is, you need to work your ass off. Yeah, but you need to fix the things he's teaching you and recuperate, but don't take like the hard shit from him and just learn. Cause that's all they're trying to do is just learn. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more so like just being able to see myself progress from spring to now. Just like I said, the conversation that we have and also the coaching staff that we have, the NFL expertise that we have, the people that we have in our room, Coach Kelly, Coach Nick, Coach Sal, just some of the greatest coaches I've ever been around like in my life ever. Coach Kelly himself has national Super Bowl, uh, national wins, you know, in the NCAA. Coach Sal has NCAA championship wins, you know, Florida State, they were at, uh, what else was it? Alabama. Alabama for sure. You know, already know. So like being able to just go in there and talk to them and see exactly what they want from me, their expectations and what I need to do to better myself and just is amazing. And just being able to move into this leadership role. I'm not so much as a vocal leader right now because I don't really that's not my thing. You know, I'm not going to go out there. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like, that's not my role. A lot of people have that role and that's perfect. Like, I love that for them. They have that role. My role more so is, look, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to tell you, look, I'm going to make sure I communicate as much as I can. So if we have a defensive play, <clears throat> we have a defensive play, hey, I'm trying to tell the D-line, hey, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Letting everybody know, like trying to lead by example, running to the ball every play, just working my butt off every time I chance, every chance I get. And I'm not really much of a vocal leader where I'm going to go up there and just, you know, hey, listen, 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 talk, talk, talk. I, that's, not my, that's not my role on this team, I don't feel like. Like I can do it, but I don't. That's not my role, you yeah. know. It'll be stepping out of my comfort zone. So for me, more so, it's more so leading by, look, I'm going to teach you this. I'm going to help y'all with this. I'm going to help y'all with that. Whatever y'all need, come to me. I can come to y'all if y'all need help. Somebody messes up, comes off the sideline, I'm going to go talk to you. Look, you did good. Chop it up. Whatever it is, get it out your head. We're moving on to the next one. You know, I'm more that encouraging aspect of it. I'm the one behind everybody else that's going to be leading from the back, so to speak. So everybody else is in front of me. I got the vocal leaders, and I'm going to be the one in the back that's going to help pick up the slack whenever anybody's down. Last one I have for you, JD. Uh, the term motor gets used a lot when talking about pass rushers. Yeah. I've been watching you uh, work this room in here. You've been running hot the whole time. You have been bringing the energy all day since you've been in here. Motor is not a problem for you. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, no. He can go every play. It's crazy. I love, I love, it. I, love I, I definitely have a motor. I feel like when I was back at Georgia Tech, my motor was a lot higher than it is now. But I'm definitely trying to get back to that. Look, I'm running like I'm a freshman, like fresh knees, coming right out of high school. Like, I got to prove myself. Like, that's my mindset right now. I got to get back to that. 
big energy guy. Like, look, I'm running sideline to sideline to sideline to sideline like multiple times. Like, that's what I need to do. And, you know, that was some good practice in there. You know, they gave me the camera. They, they done messed up. They gave me the camera. <laughs> I'm over here interviewing everybody. You feel me? Like, but no, I just love it. Just being able to be that high motor. Like, that's what people learn. That's what I'm known for is being a high motor, high energy guy, being able to either be on or off the field, get to the football, or just even if I'm just the person that makes everybody smile, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. I just want to be that dude that I love to have fun. I'm always down to work, but we're going to have fun with it. So I like to smile. Like me, I like to smile when I'm doing my work, you know. I like to have fun with it at the same time. I'm still getting that perfect work in, that great work in, and just seeing how everything is working out now and seeing what they needed from me. Well, at Colorado, they have their expectations of me of being a high motor guy, high energy player, a high energy person. So, I mean, I'm just fitting into that role and that's just something that I do, you know, it's just me. <laughs> awesome, hey, we had a lot of fun hey, with you guys. Thank you guys, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you really appreciate it. Good show, awesome. man. Oh, if you enjoyed that interview, crush that thumbs up button right now. Yes, uh, they deserve all the thumbs up, yes. man. That was so awesome. <laughs> so um, good. And, you know, it's so cool because we get to see these guys' personalities a little bit, uh, obviously more than maybe any other program with the different, you know, uh, videos that we get every day from Bucky and Darius and Neely. Um, but when you get to see these guys up close and personal and, like, interact with those personalities, it's really special. Um, those two are two guys that I didn't really know that much about. Um, right. You know, like I obviously know their football yeah. uh, stuff, but I didn't know much about their personalities and mm -hmm. watching them just like go at it and talk ball. I mean, you and I, you know, we're just in heaven hearing them talk about ball tank talking about how he watched. He, he looked up Jordan Dominic's film when he committed because he wanted to be prepared for him at practice. Like, that's amazing. That's big time shit, dude. Yeah. That's why he's made such a leap from last year to this year. Uh, and so just, I mean, from a personality standpoint, that was incredible. From a football standpoint, that was incredible. Uh, huge assist to JD for pulling Tank over yeah. to come talk to us. But uh, that was that was a true pleasure, man. Just the personalities on this team are amazing. And just to go back to Tank, man, he made such a huge jump from when he joined CU as a two-star recruit, finally got onto the field last year, played well, and he has just been rock solid at left tackle since then, honestly. Like, throughout the spring, uh, throughout the end of last season, into now, now he's going to be protecting Shador Sanders. And that mind he's showing of being a tape grinder on pass rushers, like, that's going to take him so much higher. Like, he's literally just starting his trajectory, I feel like. You know what's... Uh, oh, one other thing about that interview... How about the scenery, man? It looks so amazing like, out there. RG was <laughs> killing so it with the camera. Um, and the background and the backdrop at Folsom Field is unmatched. Um, you know what I came away from that thinking more than anything? Tell me. That whole idea that Nick Williams really talked about of player-led program. Yes. You, you know, Coach Prime can push this team to the absolute brinks. This coaching staff is amazing. But the more onus that the players put on themselves the better they will be and just the way those two guys interacted mm -hmm. as opponents in practice tells me a lot about where this team is from a player-led perspective from a respect of each other perspective from a do anything to win perspective you know i've heard stories of nfl veterans 
who don't want to help rookies at their own position mm-hmm. because they don't want to help them take their jobs. Right. The same could be said about uh, Tank helping Jordan Dominic because he doesn't want to get beat yep. and then you know get pulled from the starting lineup. Um, but if all you care about is winning and if everyone has that mission and puts everything else aside, it is a very powerful thing. And that has to come from the players. Mm-hmm. The coaches cannot make the players want to help each other out unless they just want to do it. Right. And they clearly want to do it. This is something Travis has talked about too when we asked him at Media Day, uh Pac Twelve Media Day about Cormani. And he I think he said it's only right. Like you gotta like kind of bring these guys up and um, you know, there's always gonna be someone that helps you come through some stuff or whatever it is in life, not just football. Yes. And just paying it forward and being able to you know, kind of put your pride to the side and actually help out the guy next to you goes so much further than trying to gain a little edge and not sharing something because you're kind of self-conscious, I guess. Yep. And you know what, Jake? They always say that uh, a team will take on the personality of their coach or one of their best players. Um, And what do we always talk about with Coach Prime? He wants everyone around him to be elevated. Mm -hmm. It's not just about him going up. It's about everyone around him going up. And that's exactly what's happening with these players. It's not just about me succeeding and going to the next level. Yes. It's about everyone succeeding. That is the team taking on the personality of Coach Prime. Exactly. All right, chat, we see you. I know you guys want to talk about some things. <laughs> we'll get to it very quickly. This episode of the DMVR Buffs podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. They offer handmade mission-style burritos, bowls, and tacos crafted with responsibly sourced high-quality ingredients. They have a full bar. A wide selection of craft beer. They got margaritas. They got patios. It's a great vibe at Illegal Pete's. Stop by for happy hour 3 to 8 p.m. every single day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's is the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Has been for 28 years. Then shout out to Game Time. Tickets are going quick for this team. Oh, yeah. If you want to see this team in person this season, get on Game Time Right now, you can sign up with the code DMVR. That'll give you $20 off your first purchase. Uh, but get your Buffs tickets there. We got Broncos season coming up. Um, even if it's baseball, great place to get deals, especially for the Rockies. No better place than game time. I'm trying uh, to pull it up right now. I want to see what uh, what things are looking like because our guy Yaya <coughs> said he wants to go to Nebraska or CSU. Well, Nebraska tickets have dropped a little bit. Get in price right now, 265 That's not bad. Not terrible. And then CSU, which obviously is going to be really fun at 8 o'clock kickoff, 137. So game time is where you're going to get the best deals and starting to get to a point where people might be able to go. There you go. Again, uh, download the app, create an account, use the code DMVR. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Finally, shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. Oh, my gosh. You guys are going to see this video I did or with the interview we did with Shane Cox, and I forgot my Shady Rays. Oh, yeah. Your boy was struggling. Yeah, as I told Shane afterwards, uh, you were fighting for your life. I, it was brutal. <laughs> Absolutely I brutal. I was dying, dude. I was trying so hard not to laugh because you were literally like <laughs> trying to block out the sun. There you go. Look at Yaya. Yeah, yeah. He's looking fresh with his Shady Rays. Um, it's gear built to last, man. Strong, durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics. Every pair backed by their lost and broken replacements. Even if you don't like them within the first 30 days, Shady Rays will replace them. No questions asked. Head on over to the Park Meadows Mall, shop their entire collection, or go to ShadyRays.com and use the code DMVR 
you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. All right. What do the people want to talk about? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. What do they want to talk about? Okay. Well, someone better know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, Dana, do you guys know the projected depth chart for game one as of now? We do not. I don't think the coaches even know. No, I mean, I have an idea. Uh, for sure. Um, but maybe we do one more depth chart show before the season starts. Mm. Next Wednesday on the off day. All right. Are you here? I am here. Okay. Um. Uh. Over under on Coach Sanders. Neil. Over under. Oh, we already kind of talked about this kind of. Yeah, at least one. At least one. It was better today though overall. Um, that's just us. Can oh. we get over five hundred likes? We, get over we already did. Likes. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Derek, uh, what y'all think about uh, when Brian Leftwich was there? He was there for a minute. Three days at least. I don't know if this, he's still there today. I mean, this is why you... I said it before. This is why you hired Coach Prime. Uh, obviously, everything else, the recruiting and uh, his experiences speaks for itself. But being able to bring guys like that in... I mean, he coached Tom Brady like last year. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, let's get the super chat. No need to, to hold back on that. Let's get it. Uh, what's up, Lawrence? Thanks for the super chat, my guy. You guys get a well-deserved shout-out from Coach Prime and twerk on time. Unacceptable. <laughs> Watching Anthony Hankerson get the best of Shane. Hilarious. Do you remember that? No. Anthony Hankerson, it was a rep. Um, Bucky was like standing, or whoever it was, standing behind uh, the backfield, behind Shador. And it was a pass play. Shador like got it out to the right side, but Anthony uh, stayed in a pass pro. And it was Shane that he picked up. They went Damn. to the ground and they started shoving. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yep. yeah I saw that. Good job, Hank, man. Yep. Way to uh, stick your face mask in there. He's a tough son of a gun, man. Yeah, and he's built built for it. He's built for pass pro. Yep. Uh, Derek, who do y'all think catches more fish? RK, Ali, Jake, Alyssa, or Yaya? Is this a metaphor or were you just talking <laughs> for real? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Allie or Alyssa, honestly. Mm. All right. All right. Did I you mean, fish? Did, are you a fisherman? I haven't fished in years. Okay. Right. Years. Um, for a minute there, I was the only person who had caught a fish uh, up on the lake at Steamboat we go to for 4th of July. Mm. So, you know, I got, I got a little fisherman in me. Uh, just do Stevens, man. Um, no, in the mm. favorites. We gonna address the uh, let's let's do it. The elephant in the room. Uh, Paul's asking real quick. Is there? It's at the top, man. <laughs> yes, Stephen right Buckner. Yes. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> no, you're not. Throw you're it smart. Up. All right, Stephen's asking. Would love to know your thoughts on the tension between Coach Prime and some of the other reporters at the presser, particularly Brian Howell. Oh, me? Four is um, yours, Jake. <laughs> Jake, All right. Uh, you're the one, yeah. Well, so yesterday, Maddox Cop put out a tweet. Uh, he was one of the many players who entered the portal after Coach Prime was hired. He actually entered the portal like four days after Coach was hired. Important note. That's an important note. Yes, for sure. Um, anyways, he puts out this tweet last night that his eligibility 
or his waiver for eligibility for this season was denied by the NCAA. Which is bullshit. It is. Um, he mentioned Coach Prime towards the end of that tweet. Brian quote tweeted that saying, I don't know. I can actually read exactly what well, he said. For and you. Maddox said like no disrespect to Coach Prime or any of the other coaches. Like this is just what happened. He kind of alluded to the fact that he was pushed out. Um, but, you know, we this is the thing is we all saw it. Right. Yes. This isn't a secret. Right. Uh, and and we all saw what Coach Prime said is is, hey, you know, a lot of you are going to be out of here. We're going to replace a lot of players. But he also said, and people always overlook this part, I want the guys that want to be here, that want this challenge, that want to stay. Yep. There's still guys here. Not everyone was forced out. Right. So just keep that in mind. And guys who, honestly, we I don't think we would have expected no. to stay and, keep, and make this team, really. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so Brian Crow tweeted Maddox Cops tweet, said, this is pretty crappy. If the NCAA is going to allow first-year head coaches to get rid of players, the NCAA needs to allow those players to be immediately eligible at their, at their new school. So here's where Brian went wrong, in my opinion, um, is the idea that Coach Prime got rid of Maddox Kopp, um, which I don't think is what happened. Now, we're going to have to have some real, real talk here. Um, obviously, Maddox Kopp's chances of starting at Colorado were over. Yes, like I said, real, real talk, they didn't really ever exist in the first place. No. Even on a one-win team. Yes. So Coach Prime didn't have to tell Maddox Kopp to leave. The writing was already on the wall, and he left immediately. It mm -hmm. wasn't at the end when, you know, they had meetings and told guys, hey, it's probably not going to work out for you here. So I think it, it, it's just the, the semantics of saying get rid of players in this situation painted it in a light that was different from what it was. That being said, I think Brian's point, which is that and the NCAA should allow these players to play if they enter the portal when a new coach is hired is totally right. Yes, totally right. So I agree 100% with the point that these guys uh, who, you know, are going to either leave or be forced out when a new coach comes in should absolutely 100 percent uh be immediately eligible um as you know there's a, just semantics matter the way you say things matter that's my opinion on it i mean i don't have too much of a different opinion i think brian kind of just threw himself into the crossfire in, in a way yep and i know the chat like really wants to get after brian i yeah. honestly don't in my opinion, think that he meant anything by that. No. I think he was really more trying to make the point that we just we just talked about. But th the way you say things does matter. Right. And I talked to him after today, and that's what he said. Like, he was never trying to take a shot at Coach Prime. And he was, if anything, trying to take a shot at the NCAA. Yep. Because what's this... Beyond Coach Prime, beyond Colorado, beyond everything that's happened here, if a new coach is hired at a school and kids enter the portal... They should be able to play because the coaches don't ha have to like sit out or like they just jump in right away. Why should the kids be playing on a different playing field, I guess? Yeah. And just so you guys know, like, again, just presenting all the information here. Brian did go up to coach after the press conference yes. and tell him that he didn't mean to, you know, uh, he wasn't trying to take a shot at Coach Prime. Right. Um, so, you know, 
everyone can form their own opinions about you know what actually happened or what was actually meant um but now you have all the information there you go mln are you guys worried about coach kelly's voice lasting fall camp he's really giving everything he has including his voice he needs to save some for the season coach kelly nick williams yep uh coach brew i'm worried about coach sal's voice coach honestly. sal <laughs> um it's funny talking about coach sal and uh being up in the booth um eric Bieniemy's name has been in the yes uh, it has the news this week and i'm gonna get around to my takes on uh eric Bieniemy and what his name being in the news but i just have to say eric Bieniemy when he started at cu was put on uh in the booth which that's a fiery coach to have up in the booth and he couldn't take it yep so he was literally screaming from the booth like the players were gonna hear him well his booth was right next to mark johnson's koa booth and so <laughs> the koa booth is picking up eric Bieniemy, just cursing up a storm oh screaming at the top God. of his lungs to the point where they had to move <laughs> the press box and the coach's box uh further away from each other so it wouldn't get picked up on the radio um that's amazing but with since we're going to talk about eric Bieniemy, i want to talk about this did the commanders is that what they're called now for now <laughs> okay, they're going to change gonna it again apparently again. yeah did they do any research on eric Bieniemy before uh, they brought him in i mean the the current regime and the people who have been making decisions at that franchise for the last what, 20 years, yeah. I don't think have really been paying attention at all. I don't like the fact that this guy has done things a certain way his whole life, uh, his whole coaching life. Like I said, that was 10 years ago that I'm talking about when he was at Colorado. He's a yeller. Mm -hmm. He's really intense. Yep. He gets on players and some coaches are like that. I don't like that he goes to a new place after being extremely successful in Kansas City. He was an extremely successful running backs before coach before that. And it's being like publicly discussed in the media that there's players that are concerned about him coaching them too hard. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. This dude has been doing it successfully for a really long time and he does it a certain way. And I understand people not always liking that, mm -hmm. but for the Washington commanders, you should have known what you were hiring when you hired him, especially Ron Rivera. You know, you should know what Eric Bieniemy is. Yep. And I don't know. I don't really have a take on this other than football coach yells more news at 11. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not He's, that. He yells a lot. He does yell a lot, but many coaches yell a yeah. lot. Coach Sal yells a lot. You kind of just, like, as a football player, you kind of just have to grow thicker skin, like, in terms of that. Like, it, it just is what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been well publicized. Colorado had the number one recruit in the country. He was a running back. His name was Marcus Houston. <sighs> Eric Bieniemy was coaching him hard, hard, hard. Thought he was soft, trying to toughen him up. And he ended up transferring to Colorado State uh, because he hated it so much playing under uh, Coach Bieniemy. One thing, you can't be a soft with Coach Bieniemy. Yes, but this coaching staff in Colorado now. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I just wanted to get that off my chest because I haven't had a chance to talk about it anymore. Sure. Uh, I don't know what this is asking. Tevi's asking what, what Shiloh 40 What's Shiloh's 40? Oh, what is it? I have no idea. I, I would guess uh, low four fours, high four threes. 
I mean, he hasn't been healthy in a while. I'm sure that it'd be easily his best time, and it'd probably be close to that for sure. He flies. I loved him when he talked about like what he likes to do today, and he was just like, I like running that. Uh, I'm blanking on the word right now, but just go and lay in the wood. Yep. Run in the alley. Yes. Run in the alley and lay in the wood. Can't wait to see that. That could have been on my uh, things I'm looking most forward to list. <laughs> Shiloh running the alley. <laughs> Shiloh's first big hit. Any of the safeties run in the alley. We got some thumpers back there, man. Yep. Uh, Cole, where can we get that hat Prime was wearing today? I'm not sure. I don't know. It had a Nike swoosh on it. There you go. So maybe check the team store. Yeah. Uh, Ed Esquire, is the transfer portal still open? No, it's not. Doesn't open again until... Whenever the December, January transfer window yep. is. Yep. You can enter the transfer portal right now, which would essentially just be leaving the team, but you cannot right. exit the transfer portal. I think so. Um, but I, it's, who knows? I don't know. It's like I, a wormhole. Maybe, or maybe you can enter it once the season starts. Because remember Brennan Lewis entered the transfer portal in like week three? Oh, that was because Coach Durrell was fired. When your coach is fired, it opens for 30 days. He waited until he's fired? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought he was like, very early no okay well i'm wrong then maybe you can't enter or exit right now uh dana again will you guys do a matchup comparison on some players from tcu and cu that'd be super fun of course of course yep game week content is gonna it's gonna hit when it's here guys promise ed what's the tailgating scene like in boulder spread out unfortunately that's the one thing i don't like about it there's a bunch of different places but the tailgating scene is great mm -hmm. um a lot of the students tailgate on the hill, which is the kind of neighborhood next to campus where all the students live. Um, there's a big tailgate lot right off of uh, Colorado, right when you're coming up, off of uh, Crossing 28th. Um, there's a couple other big tailgate lots. And then the main one where you guys have seen them practice on the upper fields, right outside of the indoor practice facility. A lot of the PLPs were up there. Um, they have like a... <laughs> for lack of a better term, bougie uh, tailgate experience up there. Yes. Um, which a lot, like, you know, still party up there, but it's not your class. There's no actual tailgates because there's no actual cars. It's all just tents that are set up and kind of prepped for you. It's hors d'oeuvres and caviar rather than smokers and uh, <laughs> all that other good stuff. Yeah, our guy, Luis, who tailgates up there, will tell you, like, he's bringing carne asada up there and, yeah. do, and, and doing some things. But it for me... It's not my tailgating seed. Big TZ, our guy. Okay. Um, also, do we have a show coming up here at 4? Okay, so we got to go quicker. We've been going long today. Guess what, Jake? I have another show at 6 and then a post-game show after that. Holy shit. Oh, so 7, 7, 7. 7 and then a post-game show. Let us cook. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yes, sir. Um, I know, I know. We, we're on a heater today. You guys are 70 minutes in, 71 minutes in, so. Let's go. Um, I don't know how you're going to do that, honestly, because it's been a long day already. Remember earlier when you were like, I just don't get the point of coffee. Yeah. That's the point of coffee. I could do it without <laughs> coffee, though. <laughs> I uh, can't. I'm going to, as soon as this is done, I'm going home and recaffeinating. <laughs> we're having to come back here at 7 hey, o'clock. You got to do what you got to do, man. Big yep. TZ. Are you guys prepared for VIP access to practice? Hell Yes. Hell yeah, man. Cannot wait, bro. Uh, I, like, there's so much that goes into it. Obviously, I love it for our coverage. I just love watching football. I know. Me too. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, we talk so much about this team, 
it's like the ultimate tease that we don't actually get to watch them play football. Yep. So I just can't wait to watch them play football, man. I love the sport. Yep. Cannot wait. And then uh, a follow-up from Big Teasy. Are you going to try and eat at the players' cafeteria when you visit practice? If they'll have us in the cafeteria, for sure. One thing about us, um, when we're in those situations, we just follow. You know, we, yep. we don't ask for anything. <laughs> we just walk. We just keep our heads down, follow whoever we're with, and uh, see where it leads us. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we're just happy to be there. We like see a player, like, what's up? Yep. Maybe talk to him for a few minutes, but yeah, exactly. We're just happy to be there. Uh, Eric's asking if we can get Coach Prime's autograph at his luncheon. Can you? Uh, I would doubt it. I would doubt it. Yeah, he's probably going to be uh, pretty much in Coach Prime mode. Yeah, and I don't know. He's probably he signed enough autographs in yeah. his life. You'll have your chances, I'm sure. Uh, I know you can buy like a Coach Prime autographed mini helmet from the team store. Oh, really? Like online, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, all right, Eric again. Biggest takeaways from today's media day. Uh, this team is ready. They're ready. Yep. Travis is done talking. Um, and I respect it. Um, Coach Prime is uh is expecting more from the media. Better questions. Um, let me think. I I mentioned my biggest thing is that this team really is player led. Yep. I think that's what I come away with the most. Uh, they're obviously led by this coaching staff, but these players have taken a lot of ownership over what they're going to be on the field this year, and that's awesome. Uh, Ed, again, are we going to interview Shiloh on this platform? Would absolutely love to. We're going to. He's got to be at the top of the list. Yes, we always knew that, and then seeing him today is just like he is so uh, genuine. Mm-hmm. He's so charismatic. He's a perfect person for a podcast. Like yep. he should have his own podcast. I, I'm glad we got him on the podium, but I was hoping we'd just be able to go up and talk to him, just because there were some other things uh, I wanted to ask him. I know. So only cutting it down to one question for Shiloh was tough. I know it was tough. Uh, DD, are you guys worried about the linebacker room stopping the run? Gant and DK solid on the pass. I'm not worried about the linebackers, man. I feel pretty good about them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, as, I, as I say all the time about linebackers, they just got to be in the right place. They've got a great coach coaching them and Coach Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they will be aligned correctly, and that's more than half the battle. Um, with that, too, Coach, when he was t- talking about the trenches, I think Adam asked him about the trenches on both sides of the ball. He said he feels great about the depth on the D-line, which is something that a lot of people asked about throughout this spring and summer. Yep. So if Coach feels good about the D-line... I feel good about the D-line. Amen. Uh, get busy. A yup. <laughs> Were you guys able to score, secure a Kormani interview today? Kormani uh, was not available today. Meaning he was not there. He was not selected for media, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, was, yeah, he was, wasn't. One, they brought about 30 players into the room. He mm-hmm. wasn't one of them. Yep. Um, who else do we got? Oh, sorry. Andres. Over under of kids on team who know the fight song. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not I, really worried about it. You know, it's funny, uh, Jake, because I talked about this, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I said, like, I really hope they all learn the fight song. I hope they do. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I want, like, uh, I, there's so many things that I want. I want this. I want that. Uh, I'm just like Coach Prime, man. Just win. Yeah. I mean, that's all that matters. Even, like, you remember I've talked about before, like, 
It's Colorado Buffaloes or CU Buffs, not Colorado Buffs. <laughs> I just have to let that go. Yep. Uh, everyone's going with Colorado Buffs now. Fine. I'm in. Let's do it. I probably won't say it out of habit. If that's what they want to say. You know what? Everyone's got uh, the green light from me. Uh, how's Jaquez looked? Uh, we haven't obviously haven't been able to see close but personal, but um, Coach Prime talked about him glowingly when I asked about him last week, and sounds like he's doing pretty well. Yep. All things considered. Jay Wolf, what was the vibes of media day? How can you describe Coach Prime's energy as well? So I think something I'm learning is our vibes at, at media events are a little different than what everybody <laughs> else thinks. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Um, that was made clear last week, made even more clear, I think, today. Yes. But uh, I thought it was amazing. It's always, like we say it every time, we're, when I'm up there, it's electric, man. You can really feel the excitement. Um, you can feel just how hungry this team is from coach to players. It's just an incredible atmosphere. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I think a lot of people look at these things like normal press conferences. We've all covered a million press conferences in our lives. Uh, and I think you're missing the, the boat if you look at this like a, a normal press conference. Yeah. Um, like, I think that some media, and I know that there's a lot of media who says you shouldn't do this, but uh, I think that um, people should take a step back and realize, like, who they're talking to. Yes. Like, I, I, you know, I, I get it. You, you, you have to be a journalist and this, that, and the other, and it has to be professional. That can all be true. But also, like, you're getting the opportunity to talk to Deion Sanders. To talk to greatness. Yes. And he understands this game at a um, beyond master's level, like whatever you call the, the professor of master's programs. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. um, he has seen everything from every angle. He's talked about this before. He's been the player that's getting recruited. He's been the player doing the recruiting or the coach doing the recruiting. And he's been the parent. He's been the parent of their kid getting recruited. He's been in the media. He's he's done it all. He's seen it all. And he has a unbelievable depth of knowledge about this game that at least most of us who are in there love. Yep. Um, and so th sometimes I think that part gets lost and we're just like people are just sitting up there asking questions that are not valuable yeah and i think that if maybe they thought about it more in that way they would be able to understand maybe more of the value that they could get out of it right and why we get so excited after every press conference yes i mean <laughs> like, exactly like you someone asked you last week what did you think of that press conference you said i thought it was amazing yeah and they said amazing yeah it was like <laughs> yeah yeah they, amazing. Looked, they looked at me weird and i was like <laughs> that was Fucking awesome! Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know that. The the I I talk about this a lot with people that were hiring or recruiting. Like, you have to love this man. Hell yeah, man! You have to love this to have success, in my opinion, in this industry. And sometimes, if you lose sight of that, I just think you're you're it becomes a job. Yep. For me, dude, getting to go up there and and listen I, to Coach Prime talk and listen to Shador. And Travis talk about the game and talk to Jordan Dominic and Tank about football. Like it's the furthest thing from a job for me. That's that's right. uh, a dream come true. So that's my uh, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I get hyped every single day. I wake up and realize I get to go up there, even just hang out like yesterday for one press conference, yep. just to be up there for a bit. And it's awesome too. Like RG's like 
Can I? When? When do you want me to go to yeah. next bus practice? Our new social guy is like, "Hey, do you need me to go to practice with you yeah. today?" Like the vibes up there are inside the building for that team are out of this world. Everyone wants to be a part of it. Yep, um, it's really fun. Uh, Mr. Philly, do you think Cormani will start TCU game? I will say yes. I was also going to say yes. Um, I like I said earlier in the show. There's a lot of things that go into playing corner, and he's only going to get better at them. But, man, if you're telling me it's third and three and someone's got to stop a slant and Travis is on one side and I got to pick someone on the other, like, I'm still picking Cormani. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just trusting his length and his instincts and his uh, natural abilities to go make plays for me. Now, again, huge opportunity for all the other guys on the roster to step up and try and grab some early playing time. I don't think it's going to last forever. Mm -hmm. Cormani's going to get there eventually, but I still think, yes, he does start. Um, our guy Nicholas. Uh, first off, hold on. Shout out to everyone who's shouted us out. Yes. Because these people like Nicholas, like Lawrence, um, like Vel, I don't, Luis. Yeah. All you guys who have been like yep. joining us since the beginning. I mean, you've helped us get here, honestly. Oh, one hundred percent. We wouldn't be here without you guys. Um, and like, I mean. I wish I got to go back and maybe find the live chat from like the Jackson State watch along we did or right. some of the first shows that we did after Coach Prime because I feel like all these people have been here from like yeah the jump. It's been dope as hell, man. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys. Yeah. Massive thank you guys Your for support sticking around. Is everything. Uh, do we think Xavier Weaver will be the third down target? Xavier Weaver is going to be the everything target is what it sounds like. Yeah. And man. Coach Prime talking about how those guys can score from any spot on the field. Um, and he mentioned specifically something that popped out to me in the last couple of days, which is the comeback routes. Like they can catch a comeback and then just turn on you so quick that you don't even get them from behind and now they're gone. Yep. Right up back up the sideline, man. Especially Jimmy. Yep. Sheesh. Um, let's do these last two real quick. Yeah, yeah. Mike, will they ever move the press conference room to a quieter location? Today's was in a perfect location. Well, we can't we can't have it in the touchdown club every day, unfortunately. We can't. I don't know. Um, sometimes people like in the comments are like, "Why don't you guys move this?" It's obviously not up to us. The concerns have been raised. We can only do so much. I just don't understand why they aren't doing what they did last year, which is when they were at the lower practice fields practicing, they literally just put the tent up right outside the gates. No one was coming by. No, it's, it's not like, like a, an open street. Yeah, it's a dirt lot. No one's driving by or anything. Like you yeah. may hear something every now and then, but it's not like now where you're literally right out front of the facility outside of the parking garage right. where all deliveries come yes, through. Exactly. I was going to say, we're at, our press conferences have been generally at the same time. That just happens to be the time when <laughs> Chef Solomon gets all of his food yes. delivered in a giant Cisco truck. Yes. There's a paper shredder there yesterday. It's just crazy. And if you think about it, like that truck is refrigerated. Yes. So it's making even extra noise. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, last one. Uh, get busy up again. How did it feel, Coach Prime, showing you guys love towards the end of his press conference? Um, I think we talked about this at the start of the show, but man, it's a good place to amazing. end as well. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, surreal, surreal, honestly. Uh, and I love what you said there, Jake. It's a testament to the people who have been with us from the time Coach Prime got here. Mm -hmm. Steven just said been here since it was BSN Buffs Hell with yeah. RK and B Bads. I mean that the OG, that is literally OGs. the first podcast in the history of this company that now has three networks across the nation yep. uh, and counting. So uh, 
the, like all of that support is is priceless man yeah. girls um, club sean camp all these people man like i can't even name you all yeah i wish we could i know but um that that's it would not be possible without you guys um you guys show the love to us every day when we had neely on the first time you guys showed the ultimate love like i was sending neely screenshots like man people could really feel it because we finished the pod and i was like man that felt good yeah like, we had chemistry yeah. and then like the comments were like whoa you guys have chemistry and i was like it wasn't just us that noticed yeah. it you know so uh you got you know you guys always show the love and uh it means everything to us it really does uh more than you know honestly sean camp final super chat 21 days till we're in fort worth boys can you feel it i feel it too much for yeah, being 21 days radiating away. <laughs> yeah, exactly oh man we've got a ton of youtube content coming out from today uh we may save one or two for shows next week but you guys know what it is keep it stayed uh tuned in here we'll be back very soon last thing because it just came up in the comments i actually uh sat down and had a drink with the guys from saucy southern last night hell yeah uh, born and raised in jackson mississippi great dudes um and hopefully some collaborations coming your way wait scroll up whose com whose comment was that uh-oh we can't even if we want to end we can't right here uh no j j tim grant hit illegal pete saucy southern and the mountain beach sour wow my god that's a day <laughs> that's a day i love it oh uh, sco buffs sco buffs <laughs>